Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Olabanji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Liki. Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, I'm Christina. Hi, I'm Olabanji. Olabanji, you have a question for us today. Please ask your question. Um, okay, so um, it, the question is quite simple, and, and I hope we have, a, we have a really interesting conversation based on that today. And the question is, what happens if we stop all fossil fuel activity, um, say, by... 11.59 p.m. today. Today? Wow, today. Yeah, what happens starting from tomorrow? It's like, yeah, we have these dreams. I mean, we're, we're saying, like, the Earth has to survive, you know, and we can't keep doing things the way we're, we're doing them. So it's like, okay, that's what we want. Now we have it. It's 11.59 and all that stops. Now the Earth can survive, but what's going to happen? And so that's my question. And and Olabanji, to help frame your question, I want to I want to clarify. I think you mean both use of fossil fuel, as in yeah. fuels, gasoline, diesel, yeah. etc., as well as derivative yeah. products, plastics, certain fertilizers, you know, various other chemicals created out of the fossil fuel, which includes natural gas and and many other things. Correct. You're that's it's the all encompassing stop of fossil fuels that you're asking, yeah. correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, okay. Leaky, I want to turn to you. You have some, I know, I can see in your face, you've got some <laughs> definite like follow-up questions and thoughts here. Well, some thoughts, actually, because I've been thinking of, okay, what if, because we've been saying, okay, we need to stop the um, getting new oil, stop using fossil fuels. And so, but I would like to play the um, the devil advocate and think of of the reason why we cannot stop. And this is something I think it's maybe something controversial, but just start with something that could be quite controversial. I think that you know one of the ideas that came to mind is that there are people that actually love people that work in the oil sector, uh, whether it's from extraction, refineries. And also all um, all the you know derived products, and so that's a huge economic sector. So my first idea is that a lot of people will lose their jobs; they will be jobless if you stop extracting new oil. Those people will have will be out of their jobs, right? Yeah. Yeah. So another idea that came to mind, and again, um, I'm playing the the devil advocate. Um, another idea that came to mind is that usually, you know, this kind of um, oil extraction project are long-term project with investments over a long period of time. So 
the um, those kind of investments are um, financed by banks, pension funds, and a lot of things. So if we stop the extraction of the fossil fuels and the, the use of of everything that is derived from fossil fuels, that means a lot of people and companies they might go bankrupt, and it would be quite bad for the economy. And actually, it would be very bad for the economy because that they will have a snowball effect, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, even just the medicine side of it, you know, like I just had an experience going to the ER and spending a few days in the hospital. And there was, there was a lot of different things used at different moments that, you know, some of it was for sterile purposes, right? Like, could could it possibly have been done without as many plastics or other products? But some of it, I, I don't know how you do an IV without plastics. Right? Like yeah. I don't know how you achieve that without a plastic. Um, and so it it does. It, there's many great questions in there, Leaky. Yes, and the other thought that I have is that you know uh, we will be starving. The world will be starving because the whole agricultural sector is based on uh, fertilizer and um, I think that fertilizer are based on on fossil fuel uh, derived products. So if we stop using fertilizer, how can we get enough food for the planet and uh, feed everyone? Yeah. Although I will say I'm currently working on a transaction. I had a call earlier today with a client and we're talking about things and there's a old coal mine that's adjacent to the property that but it's actually and we were talking through the legal requirements and things and he surprised me and i was on video and he said well what it's actually being sold to someone who's going to be bringing in by train huge amounts of human feces to be turned into fertilizer and i i was like wait what and i was like well actually maybe that's awesome you know like it really surprised me in the context of this you know, the largest actually renewable energy project that's adjacent to where this coal mine is. And so, but it was this interesting moment where I was like, oh, wait, what's happening? And it was this, it's, it's a more renewable version, right? Human feces, a more renewable version of fertilizer creation. I've got a, I've, I have an interesting question. And Leaky, I think you have a couple more categories to go through as well, but I want to maybe ask a version of Olabanji's question to weave into these, because maybe the answer to Olabanji's question is different than the answer to a version of, of that question, which is, what if we stop 80% of fossil fuel usage mm. today at 11.59? Like, what if, like there was, we, we cut it by, by four-fifths. And we left 20%. Therefore, maybe maybe some of those things could still be addressed. Maybe the answer to the medical is like, okay, maybe we can we can do the medical. We can be ingenious enough to solve for medical if we've got 20% of current consumption available for use. Yeah. And but maybe other things like transportation or you know, or things like fertilizer, like maybe we would need more, we'd be like, oh we're going to stop doing chemically produced, you know, petrochemical driven fertilizer production. We're going to shift to this other method of fertilizer production. So maybe the answers would be a little different. So, so I sort of want to put 
put a, a Brian question in next to all yeah. of Andrew's questions. And, and that makes a lot of sense because, and I think what why the question is now beginning to like reframe itself is like, well, like it now starts, I mean, the question just opens us up to why fossil fuels are actually this important, right? Like, um, it's like, you know, they say you don't know the value of something until you don't have it anymore. And so now it's like the thought of not having it anymore is bringing us like into consciousness of all the things that we actually do with it. And, and maybe that's a really interesting perspective to look at it from because now we're starting to see, oh, we have medical supplies and equipment to steal, you know, that we still need. We have certain areas that fossil fuel, I mean, it's like, uh, it's like a resource, right? A resource should not be useless. A resource should be, you know, to produce, you know, something or to be able to give us a level of efficiency with, you know, whatever it is. And so we can't say, we can't just say, hey, like, we don't want the resource anymore because we've overused it or used it in a way that has hurt us, you know, some type. And 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 that can go on and on. And so what, what I'm just enjoying right now is how the thought of having it go away is bringing us into a... Is, is bringing the many things or the importance of fossil fuel to bear. And it's also maybe even us, uh, helping us have a healthy conversation because, I mean, I've seen people bash, you know, like climate change advocates and say, you guys are some sort of this and that. And they say all that because, like, you don't know what, you don't know the importance of fossil fuel. You don't know how many countries wouldn't have power if there were no fossil fuels. Like you don't know how production is going to go from a hundred to zero without fossil fuel in certain parts of the world. And that's why you can say boldly that this is like, let's stop all fossil fuel activity. But, and I hope that this, this helps create some balance. Like, we're not ignorant of the importance of fossil fuels. We're saying that can, you know, it's pretty much like, let's start to have a conversation about how we can have a transition and still be productive and still be useful and not be poor and still be productive, you know, and still be efficient without, you know, um, without creating more damage to to the air which is which is really interesting i mean i i i was seeing a video today on youtube and i and i saw someone really go off on climate change and she was mad and it's like you don't know what you're saying like and you know even starting to say that that's racist like <laughs> hold on hold on um but some of those concerns are, you know, some of the things that we're, we're, we're also like talking about here, which is, which is really interesting. Yeah. Christina, you have a question. Yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to continue with Albanji's uh, comment about timing. Uh, in my experience, when I was in college, uh, they, I had to work and go to college and, uh, the work was far away, so I had to use my car, and somebody stole my car. So wow. 
after that, I did not, because there are no buses, hmm. it was in the States. Uh, so for one day, it's fine. I can call in. I cannot make it. But I did not have enough money to buy a new car. Hmm. And with the bicycle, it would take, I don't know, half a day or something <laughs> like that. And so I thought about timing. If it's immediate, say, okay, tomorrow we'll stop using everything, then I can see as a huge problem. But if it's staggered and let's say, okay, no more plastic straws, Mm. And slowly, for people to understand, we're not going to use certain plastic for food or um, in something we can replace it or use glass. Compare, and that piece maybe will be that 20% of saving. And then for a medical, and other things we can uh, start using uh, fossil fuels when we really need it before we figure out what to replace it with. Mm. So I think for me, one important part is create awareness that yes, there, there's time to change things, but we have to start now changing or planning. Mm. And that feels more safer. And and that's that's actually very useful because it's like, well, it, it it's probably not we we're not going to halt or you know get to it at once. So pacing it is is really helpful. Um, is really helpful. I think the other part of this is like. I mean, and, and this is for innovators and, you know, thinkers, so to say. It's like, we probably need a lot more solutions than we're anticipating. That, like, there has to be a lot of innovation around alternatives for fossil fuel. Because we have to consider so many use cases because fossil fuel seem to be very adaptive as far as use cases go. Um, it's like, okay, you know, we have to innovate that fast or to, to consider that, that many use cases. Perhaps another angle to look at this from is like an angle of what can we do now um, because fossil fuels are not just destroying the earth. They also happen to be solving problems for humanity. And the, the, the earlier is, you know, as a byproduct of the later, which is, you know, pretty much solving problems and facilitating development, so to say, and production, um, as the case may be. And, and maybe it's helpful to 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 our listeners to know that we're not saying that we have to stop fossil fuels and everything related to it right now. We have a huge problem and we have to act very fast 
Um, and, and I think what that places on us is a responsibility to, to innovate as fast as possible. I think one of the things that, you know, we talk about systemic change a lot and we talk about it in the light of like the government has to say, well, this is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Government has to, you know, implement policies that are healthier for, you know, that help more, so to say. I think the other sector that we probably haven't been talking about as much is like technology, um, innovation, some, you know, more like, like let's come up with a lot more options for a lot more use cases for fossil fuels and make it stupid easy for the government to say, well, this is, it's like, well, give us a better alternative that serves the purpose that fossil fuel is serving currently, perhaps at the price that is, you know, serving it. And we're not saying that it's, it's going to come at the same price, you know, but it's more like, well, can we dig deep enough to find better ways of doing things um, that that just, you know, that make it easy, that makes it easy for policymakers and you know people in charge of systems to say well, we're switching and it's a safe switch. We're not going to hurt anybody from the switch. And even if you're being hurt, we have like a plan for you. You know, just, it's, uh, well, I hope the point is getting across anyway. It's like, well, we need systemic change, but we also need to innovate as fast as possible to be able to present the system with options. And I don't know if that's a valid argument, but, Maybe something to consider, you know. I think uh, Brian's reframing of the question is very, uh, can partly answer this, the, the question, your question is, okay, if what happened, if we decide to stop mm. 80% of extraction of fossil fuels, what do we do with the 20 remaining percent? And then, uh, be, and those 20, 20% or will be used for cases where there's no alternatives or alternatives that are that will be very unfair to certain mm-hmm. people, certain countries. Because uh, you mentioned this talk by um, her name is Magakawa. Wade. Oh, maybe uh, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying her name right, but um, I think she she said it, it actually something that you will explain is that somehow I think she explained that okay that's fine if you we all. Uh, if we decide to stop exp- using fossil fuel, no, um, emerging countries, developing countries will be will stay will yeah. stay poor, and that's the problem. So I don't know. Maybe you know those twenty percent could be useful mm. those countries, but I don't know. It's 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 difficult to make a decision. Yeah, it's it's. it's... So maybe the first question is how can we make decisions? Yeah. How to prioritize that? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I uh, also she talked about on that video. She talked about entrepreneurship, uh, how to create business that will move people out of poverty. And um, so I was thinking about connecting that to the timing of it, and it reminded me of um, in Czech Republic, a lot of people have little gardens and. Uh, 
They grow a lot of fruit and vegetables. And they are in this rhythm, especially the older grandparents. They're in this rhythm when they can things. And so they save the glass jars in the spring because they finish using up the jams and canned all the canned fruit and veggies and then store it and then uh, gather all the fruit in the fall, make the jams. So there is a rhythm to it and there it's planned. It has a yearly rhythm. And uh, so they will have something sustainable for next year or if there is a food shortage, anything like that they will be able to survive. And from that, it reminded me of this amazing uh, vernacular architecture in Africa and North Africa, where they created buildings where you don't need air conditioning. And the, there are certain specific structures that move the air also from the earth, cool air from the earth all the way up and create wind and movement of the air. So all these old solutions we forgot, I feel if we come back to it, but have time to put them together, create the buildings or do all that stuff to uh, move faster, away from the fossil fuel usage. So, and another, the last thing, that if somebody comes up with great solution to have some kind of system in the world that the solution can be shared and not be taken and bought and put away so the big companies can make money, I think those two things would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That that's very very interesting. Liki, you want to say something? I was about to say that I think this is happening in already happening in astrophysics because there's so little that we know and there's so much to learn. I think that to, then this is something very excited about is that last year there was a new uh telescope that was it's been launched. Well, not launched. That started uh, sending us these images and very sophisticated the telescope, and the images are so beautiful and uh, so advanced that they um, the use of the of the images are open source now. It's like you know, I don't know if it's a, a open source is the right term, but it means that um, if you're a scientist, you're an astrophysicist. Physicists, you can look at the image and, and work on it because the world, the, the scientific world, realized that there's so much we need to learn from it. And so instead of saying, oh, this is my telescope and I paid for it and only I can use the images that this telescope has produced, the, the new way of doing it is like, okay, this is something that we've paid for, but you're welcome to help us find, you know, um, find new discoveries. And that's something I think it's beautiful. And I think that you know, solutions to um, alternatives to uh, to uh, climate change should be used that way instead of saying this is my invention, this is my innovation, and I will 
milk the cow and earn as much money yeah. as possible. That is that is something that that we is need. that is absolutely true. That is that is very true. And I hope that people start to see it. I hope that people start to see it that way. I really do. Um, and I think that you know, related to the the point of about entrepreneurship, and I think it's it's very very important point because there are a lot of solutions. If you look at the Coburn Almanac, there's a full yeah. There are, I don't know how many pages of solutions. There are lots of solutions. What is needed is the spread of the solutions, and it could go through ideas and you know through what we're doing, but also. What will make sense is it will spread faster if it makes financial sense for people. And this goes through entrepreneurship. I mean, I would say uh, if it makes economical sense and also it makes sense and serves a need. So the answer to that is probably mm. entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, I certainly know that for sure because I've, I've heard Elon Musk say this. Um, in an interview say that it's not like other people or other companies haven't been producing electric cars. It's that it is very difficult to produce electric cars at scale and make a profit out of it. It's like that is very extremely difficult. And he was the first person to crack that code of how to produce electric cars at scale and not go bankrupt. And he gives so many examples. It's like, well, here's this company, it's bankrupt. Here's that company, and they're all bankrupt. Like, it's very extremely hard, you know, because of how those cars are produced. And and we, we need we need more of that. We definitely need more of that. Um, and perhaps, the, I, I think the first interesting takeaway for me in this conversation is that Contrary, and I hope our listeners get to hear this, is that contrary to what, you know, a number of people might think that, right, if you're talking about climate change, then you're not, then you don't care about what happens, um, you know, if fossil fuels are not used anymore. It's like, no, that's not what we're saying. We actually do care. And we're not saying it's one or the other. What we're saying is, like, can we think together and forge a path forward that doesn't mean a disaster, you know? Because we don't want the earth to collapse. We also don't want people to remain poor or die by, you know, by whatever you know, consequence it is of stopping fossil fuels from being used or being, um, you know, from, from being used generally. It's like, no, that's not, that's not the case. We actually do care. Um, and what we're looking for is a path forward that, that works for everyone. And, and that's, that's probably my, that's my first big takeaway from, from this conversation. Actually, um, there's a question I would like to ask you all to wrap up this discussion yeah. is if there is something that we cannot, I mean, not, not that, that we cannot compromise. If there's something we're forced to still use fossil fuels based products, 
because we need to you know to decide we cannot quit tomorrow so if there's one thing we really 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 need to focus if there's something we cannot do without fossil fuel what would that be yeah i uh i guess i can chime in so far i see a lot of medical equipment seems like one of the most important but because it's so emotional and uh life dependent and uh but with new plant-based products we might have our way out and i would say for me the change in people's behavior is the one which is really hard to shift so not as the material but the behavior mm. yeah it's an interesting answer but maybe there is a way yeah go ahead i guess mine i don't know if there's a one thing i think i might lean towards your answer um christina but if there is perhaps say it it might be to reserve it for the zero alternative or developing probably the zero alternative options or for you know the least able to access alternative sources of um, fossil fuel so probably referring to regions that might not be able to afford clean energy or certain other types of alternatives depending on what the case might be yeah i, I think that that'll be it it's like well let's reserve it for the ones that need it the most more like that and yeah that's it for me <laughs> And as for me, since uh, Christina has used my <laughs> my solution, <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of the one which is I think before we get we all transition our transportation system to um, to electrical safer cleaner energy, we still have cases of emergency, mm-hmm. like you know um, like we need to travel very fast to rescue people uh, in case there's someone has an accident or in case of uh, a disaster. And this, I think these are the things that I would reserve uh, my, uh, my fossil fuel, my petrol to, yeah. for this kind of um, transportation. Well, yeah, I, I guess the summary is that we just want to have conversations that move us forward. And we hope that if you, if you're listening to this, that you're encouraged to ask some of these really complex and difficult questions that you probably do not have answers to. And, and if you ask about two, three, four, five, six, maybe 10 times, well, you might, you might get an answer and move forward or get a better question, you know, like me. And I came, I came with a question and say, and I said, let's stop. What if we stopped it? And while we hadn't even gotten an answer, Brian said, oh, you know, I might be able to frame that in a better way and and that's coming from you know the first question and so sometimes a question is just a path forward 
even though we don't get an answer, it, it leads us somewhere that is better off than where we're, we started at. And so, yeah, I, I hope that helps. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.